Welcome to the Healing Journeys Today podcast. Today we've got an amazing message of hope and healing just for you. God's Word never returns to Him void, so let this message sink deep into your heart so that you can walk out your complete healing journey today. Hey guys! Great to see you! Well, I've missed you. The time, it, it just flies by so fast. And uh, we're here at Healing Journeys today. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for all of your support. Well, you're joining the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. You're joining Jehovah Rapha, the healer. You know, he is in the house. Isn't that great? He's right here with us because he's the one that made this all available. And um, I just love him so much because, you know, no matter what, Jesus he is the best of the best. Can we just agree on that? That he's so good and he already healed us, you know, on that cross. He took it in his own body and he healed us. Well, I'm talking about um, the essentials. Well, uh, maybe you haven't heard it yet. You know, I was talking about the 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 one essential thing and then the, the, the week after that, the other essential thing. And what was the essential, what were the essential things, the way you think, so your imagination, you know, your perception, the way you see on a, or the way you look at your health, your healing, or the sickness or disease. And then I was talking about your words, because your words, they got power. But there's so much power in the word. And when we take the word and we speak it, there's power in the word, because he tells us, that it's the word of his power. It's not the other way around. It's not the power of his word. No, it's the word of his power. And I keep on telling it, Jesus is the word. I got sessions on that. And the word is Jesus. So you can say it's the word Jesus of his power because Jesus is the word. Well, here is the, the thing miracles because there are people um they're waiting such a long time or things get uh even uh worse you know just like the woman with the issue of blood she got much worse it was it was worse and she needed help well she did it by faith that was that that is exactly what jesus said you know virtue went out of him what is spiritual virtue is power that's why i told you it's the word of his power. Jesus said, virtue went out of me. Power went out of me. When that lady with the issue of blood touched the hem of his garment. But what she did was she used her mouth. Well, let's get to Luke 7. Because here's the thing. When we think about miracles, it's like, oh man, I, I need a creative miracle. I need a miracle for my bones. I need a miracle in my blood. I need a miracle in my mouth. I need a miracle for my hair. I need a, wherever you need the miracle. And then we're like, come on, God, come on, come on. Give me the miracle, you know? And he's so sweet. He's like, yeah, check my word on it. So now I'm going to give you the word and I'm going to take those two essential things that we were talking about, the way you see, perceive things, the way you look at uh, your total situation and your words. But I'm going to show you from scripture how 
and what is essential for a miracle. And actually, those two things that I just mentioned, the, the essential things, they are so vital and so essential and so important because with words, everything is created. That's why everything, literally everything, responds to words. It listens to words. Every single thing that we have now, uh, we're talking about sickness and disease, health and healing. Every sickness, how did it came about? It was spoken in. It came forth from a mouth. Now, death and life are in the power of the tongue. So that tongue of us can create. Now, that's why your words are so powerful. And I just know for a fact that I'm talking to people. You've already heard this. I mean, this is like, yeah, 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 Cindy. I know, I know, but I'm still sick. Yeah, yeah, Cindy, but I'm still in pain. Yeah, yeah, Cindy, but I, I need my miracle. Well, the thing is, let me ask you this question. Does Papa God lie? Can Papa God or Jesus or Holy Spirit, can they be liars? Let me just ask you that question. And if your answer is yes, then hey, I do believe that you have to read the scriptures. But if your answer is no, they cannot lie. Then it's not the word that's at fault or that is wrong. It's not the word that does not want to heal you because Jesus is the word. And he healed you 2,000 years ago. Man, when I think about that, he is so great. Okay, check this out with me. Luke 7. We're going to start at Luke 7, starting at first on 11. And I just love this story. When I read this story so many years ago, and I, you know, I just keep on reading it. Um, it just, it just lit up, you know, it just, I, I was, I was reading it. I was like, what? Jesus, you know, because Jesus, he's so, I always tell him, I say, you're so different than what I heard that you were. You really are magnificent, amazing, but you're different. And I'm going to show you what is different. Okay. Jesus raises the son of the widow of Nain. I just love that. I just love that. Our Jesus, the word. So let, let's put it like that. The word, Jesus, raises the son of the widow of Nain because Jesus is the word. Do you have the word? Do you have a Bible? Do you have a Bible app? Do you, uh, can you Google Bible verses on health and healing? on restoration, on miracles, creative miracles. You know, that's the word I'm talking about. And it's the person, Jesus, who now lives on the inside of you. That's why, you know, in my own healing journey story, I, I keep on saying to people, it's the word that healed me. And it was not, I know we are all his favorites because he says so in his word. We're all, all his beloved, you know. But it's the word that healed me. Who is the word? Jesus. Now, Jesus is living on the inside of us. We all know the scriptures. Oh, yeah. Greater is he that's even in use in the world. But when, you know, 
things are happening, you're in pain, the symptoms are growing, you don't see your creative miracle, you don't see the desired outcome, all of a sudden it looks like that Jesus, he's not living on the inside of me, but he is. So Jesus, the word, so everything that the word tells us, everything that's true of the word is true on the inside of you. Have you ever thought about that? Everything that is true of the word is now living, alive, sharpened any two-edged sword on the inside of you. It's alive. Yes, it's, it's right there. Okay, so the word Jesus raises the son of the widow of Naim. Let's start. Now it happened the day after that he went into a city called Naim. And many of his disciples went with him in a large crowd. Verse 12. And when he came near the gate of the city, behold, a dead man was being carried out, the only son of his mother. And she was a widow. Now, let me just pause a little. Uh, let me pause here because we just, we sometimes just read the word, you know, like, oh yeah, now it happened today, all the other. No, pause. And right now, I'm just asking, Holy Spirit, you help everyone who's listening or who will listen in the future. Help them to get that revelation, to get the nuggets out of the word in the name of Jesus. And Papa God, our Papa of glory, give to every single one of us that spirit of wisdom, that spirit of revelation in the knowledge of him. So that the eyes of our understanding are being enlightened right now while the teaching goes forth. And things will click on the inside in the name of Jesus. Okay. So here we have a scene. There is this dead uh, a boy, dead man being carried. And uh, he was the only son of his mother who was also a widow. In that day and age, being a widow is not like, yeah, I'm not saying that in our day and age is better. But we got more uh, to rely on. But in that, uh, those days, if your husband died and you had no uh, male children, you were next in line to die. You had no inheritance, no housing, nothing. And if you would have a son, that son could take you in his house. That son could take care of you. Now, here we have a woman, her son died, her husband, had already died. It doesn't tell us when, how, or whatever, but she was a widow. So there was this emotional wound, emotional pain, and there was this stress. There was, I, I maybe she had anxiety or fear, fear about her future, fear of how am I gonna get through this? She was in need of a miracle. So this widow was not in need of like a bodily healing, but she was in need of emotional healing, you know? And this, her only son had died. Okay, let's go further. And a large crowd from the city was with her. Verse 13, when the Lord saw her, so she caught his attention. Not at first the, the, the dead boy being carried. He saw her. He looked at her. He saw her. He had compassion on her. And I love that, you know, when we say, well, Jesus, he's so compassionate. He has compassion on us. You know, that's his love. Because every single thing that Jesus did for us 
it's it comes from love because that's the only thing he knows. He knows love, he knows peace, he knows joy, you know, he knows every single thing that's good. That's why we say every good and perfect gift comes down from above, down from the Father of lights, in whom there's no variation or shadow of turning. Now, Jesus had compassion. What do you think about when you think about having compassion? We think about hugging the person, loving on them, saying, oh, I know how this is. I love you. I'm here for you. What is it that you need? Can I get you some tea? Do you want some milk in it with sugar? Can I, you know, we think about being compassionate like that. That's how we think. But we think a different type of things than Jesus, because listen to this. This is his compassion in action. So don't ever think that he doesn't have compassion on your situation, but listen, listen closely and check it out for yourself. You can read it for yourself. So then he had compassion on her and said to her, so he spoke, he first spoke to her. Then he said, what do you think he said? He said, do not weep. Jesus, come on. You got compassion on the girl. Do not weep. Don't you know what she's been through? Don't you know that she's a widow? She lost her husband and now she's carrying her only son who is dead, man to the grave. And you're telling her not to weep. Come on, Jesus. How can you be so harsh? How can you be so hard? How can you be so rude? Isn't that what a lot of you and I maybe would think? But some will say it. But we're talking about Jesus the Word. Jesus, Jehovah Rapha, you know, the healer. He is help and healing. He gave himself for us. But we think differently. And he wants us to not be conformed to this world, Romans 12. He wants us to be transformed by the renewing of our minds. And that's why I always tell him, I say, Jesus, you're so different than what I was taught. So his compassion was speaking to her. And the first words were, do not weep. How many of us would just cry, you know, emotional wounds? We cry, yeah, you don't know what so-and-so did. You don't know how much this hurts. It's so difficult for me. This happened, that happened on top of me being sick. You know, don't you know me? Don't you see me? Don't you? And Jesus just tells this widow, do not weep. Hmm. That's his compassion for you. So then he came. Now, here's the thing. The story does not tell us that she stopped weeping. I, as Holy Spirit, I said, I do believe she stopped weeping because she was the one in authority over her son. She had this large crowd with her, but the large crowd was with her because they wanted to, you know, mourn her, you know, uh, feel sorry for her. So they were actually there for her and showing respect for her only son. But do you know that this woman stopped weeping? Because listen to this. Then he came, Jesus, and touched the open coffin. Do you know that what, what is always needed 
is that we listen closely to the word. What does the word tell us to do? Because there are a lot of people, they just seem to not understand that whatever you're saying with your mouth, whatever you're speaking, that is like an alarm you're setting and it will go off somewhere, somehow, you know, it will. Your self-talk, you can talk to me and tell me how in faith you are. And yes, I'm a woman of faith. I'm a man of faith. I've done this. I've seen people healed. But you yourself, you still are in need of your health and healing. Then somewhere there is a, a lack, uh, a knowledge problem. There's something you don't truly grasp or understand from the word. Now, Jesus, he is the word. This woman, he needed her to act in faith. He needed her authority to touch that open coffin. Why didn't Jesus just come up and then look to the dead boy and not to the mother and just have touched, boom, the open coffin? They're like, you know, that's what we would do. But Jesus needed the authority of faith from that mother. He told her, do not weep because he knew her weeping, her crying, that was not faith. And it's not that Jesus says, don't cry. <laughs> that's not what he's saying. But he knows he has to get her out of that soulish realm in her situation in order to give her the miracle that she needs in order for her to have her emotional wounds healed. Now, we would have given a hug, you know, and tell her, oh, man, you know, we would feel sorry for the end. Just, you know, uh, 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 like that. Jesus is not like that. His compassion is true. It's filled with love. It's out of love. It's always in peace. And now Jesus, he got her out of her soulish realm. Do not weep because those were her emotions. Her mindset needed to be shifted, transformed to the word. Because sometimes we forget that Jesus is the word. And that every single thing that he did, he needed to get those people transformed to his way of thinking. The word way of thinking, not the world's way of thinking. Because this widow was thinking the world's way of thinking. I need to grieve. I need to weep because this is my only son. This is what I know. And I am a widow, the large crowd there. I'm sure enough there were mourners, you know, uh, paid uh, weepers who will just, you know, like that. Just because they show their respect. But the thing is, that was the world's way. Now Jesus wanted to get her in the word's way. His way of thinking. He needed to get her to act on faith and to do what the word told her to do. Now, when the word tells us, I've not given you a spirit of fear. Christians fear. And they stay in fear. And they get into panic. I, if you saw my healing journey story, yeah, I panicked. So Holy Spirit had to talk to me and say, Cindy, you're not in faith, even though out of my mouth came the words, pain, I bind you, and all those type of things. That was just an automatic pilot that I've learned, but I was already panicking in my head. 
So he had to tell me, Cindy, get out of that bed and go to the hospital. Otherwise, I would not have been sit sitting here. I would have died in my bed. And everyone, you know, would have wondered, yeah, but Cindy was always in the word. Cindy said that she was healed. Cindy was speaking the word. Cindy was thinking the word. Cindy was eating the word. You know, oh, blah, blah, blah. But at that moment, I was panicking. So there was fear. I was not in faith. He tells us, I have not given you a spirit of fear. And we are like, oh, my goodness, I got a spirit of fear. That spirit of fear, I'm so afraid. Oh, man, I think I'm going to die. Oh, man, I'm so fearful. I'm stressed. I'm stressed out. I have anxiety. I'm worried. And I got reason to be. So don't you tell me, Cindy, don't you come and tell me that I need to stop the stress, the anxiety, the unbelief, the doubt, or the fear. Well, actually, I'm not even telling you. The word is telling you, do not weep. Do not be afraid. Do not doubt. Isn't that what the word is telling us? Why are we still staying in it? And not thinking about what the word asks us, tells us to do, and then do that. And then people go, yeah, but you don't know. You don't know, Cindy. You don't know my life. It's a process. It's so difficult. Yeah, I can understand it's a process. But if it's difficult, the thing is, I can choose. I can choose to have my emotions, you know, rule me and control me and do everything that they want to do. Oh, now you're depressed. Oh, now you're too tired. Oh, now you're this. Oh, now you're. Or I can control them. Well, I chose the second one. And the thing is, in the realm of emotions and feelings, there is no faith there. It, it's not faith. But the word is faith. So he needed to lift up that widow to where he was standing and look her eye to eye, faith to faith. She did that. She stopped the weeping. And now he had the authority to, boom, touch the open coffin and listen what happens. What happened? And those who carried him stood still. So now he got the attention, but he also had the authority. They stood still, meaning while Jesus was talking to the uh, to the widow, the, the, the mom, they were just, you know, kept on walking to the grave because they were walking. Who's this Jesus? We don't know him. We're carrying this boy in this casket and he's going to uh, to be buried. The moment Jesus had the authority to do and to bring her her miracle, he placed his hand in the coffin and they stood still. Okay. And he said, young man, I say to you, arise. Well, here's the thing. Every single thing that, I'm that I was talking about the last two sessions, uh, previous sessions, was what do you see? You know, what's in your imagination? How do you perceive things? And what are you speaking also from here, a place where no one can hear you? You're the only one. You, you know what you're saying on the inside. You know what you're thinking on the inside. I don't know your heart. You know. I don't. So what did Jesus do? He brought the two together. In his mind, in his heart, in his imagination, in his thinking, what he was seeing was not a dead boy. 
He saw the boy alive and now he got the authority of the moms. He stepped out of the soulish realm and he was about to heal her from her emotional wounds by not hugging her, by not having a, a compassion that would just, you know, hold her and rock her and just be fitting her and those type of things. No, 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 no. He just told her faith. He gave her faith. She acted on the word and now he could touch the open coffin and he could talk to the boy because he saw the boy alive. He saw the boy alive before he was speaking. So out of the abundance of his heart now, his words that came forth from his mouth, I told you about your words. They're so powerful. And people, they still don't want to believe me. And it's okay. But it just stops a flow. If you keep on speaking things that you should not be saying, also from the inside, or you let others say things to you and you don't condemn it. Isaiah 54, 17. That the weapons of our warfare, the weapons of our Corinthians, I'm so sorry. That uh, I always say that words and sentences, they are weapons. So every and every tongue that rises up against me in judgment, I need to condemn it. I need to stop it. I need to dismiss it as a liar. I need to refute it. I need to say, no, that's not how it's going to go down. No, I'm not the sick. I'm the healed. You know, I'm condemning those words. I'm condemning those tongues because death and life are the power of the tongue. So your words are so important. And those two essential things that I was talking about, Jesus always brings them together. And here for a miracle, he says to the young man, arise. What? Listen, young man. I say to you, ah, wait a minute, Jesus, words, come on, don't be like Cindy talking about words, 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 yeah, we know it now, Cindy, yeah, your first book, Power Words, and then you got speak, and then you got get pregnant with the word, yeah, 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 words, 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 okay, no, Jesus, uh-uh, I tried that, didn't work, your word doesn't work, well, the thing is, Jesus said to the young man, arise, he gave life. Through his words, he spoke that life. Arise. Well, I do believe that Jesus is the exact imprint of Papa God. Isn't that exactly how Papa God did everything? He spoke it into being. He commanded and it stood. So Jesus did not say, young man, I say to you, arise. Or, young man, uh, I say to you, Arise. No, it was, it was young man. I say to you, arise. Very stern with that authority. He commanded a young man to arise. He spoke it, but he saw it on the inside. So what happened? If, the, if these two things are not essential for your health and healing, then we could just throw the Bible away. Because throughout the Bible, Throughout the Gospels, we see Jesus doing it over and 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 over again and over again. And there are also things not even told, not even written down in the word that Jesus did. Now, the woman with the issue of blood, just to take a rabbit trail here, the woman with the issue of blood, Mark chapter 5, that woman started legoing. She started saying with her mouth. 
if I just touch the hem of his garment, she spoke it. She spoke her faith. She saw in her mind, in her heart, if I just touch the hem of his garment, I shall be made whole. That's exactly what happened. What she said, she got that. Okay, so now here we have, and listen to this. So he who was dead, what happened there? So he who was dead, but Jesus spoke life with his tongue, he who was dead sat up and began to speak. It doesn't tell us what he was saying. But now, Jesus, this is what happened, and he presented him alive to his mother. And that's the point that he says, and this is why you don't have to weep. Now, there are some of us, we are weeping because, hey, this has been like three years, five years, seven years. Why does it take so long? Where is God? Why hasn't he given me my healing yet? I need a miracle. Where is my miracle? Why aren't you doing it for me? You did it for Cindy and now you're not doing it for me. What does she have that I don't have? You know, we can get offended at the word and that's you, you're just blocking yourself and blocking the fl flow. Or you can say, ah, it's just la di da di da all about the power in my words. No, I'm confessing the word, confessing the word. Nothing is happening, Cindy. Oh yeah, you're talking about authority. I took my authority and it didn't leave. Well, here's the thing. You can say that, that is your experience, but that's not what the word tells us. That's not how Jesus shows us how he went about it. And yeah, you can tell me and say, yeah, yeah, you spoke the word, you took authority, and that's how you got healed. Yeah, you got healed by the word. Well, it's okay if people don't believe me, but then believe the word. Jesus is the word. The only thing I did was I was just finding out, like fine-tuning, like, okay, but how come I almost died? Did you really? Would have... Let me die? 2016, the night of November? I was like frustrated, stunned, like, ah, would you have let me die? He said, no, but here's the deal, Cindy. You would have died. And I was like, what? He says, if you, if you don't understand it, Cindy, you were not in faith. And I was like, yeah, I have to be honest. I was panicking because the pain got like rapidly terrible so fast i said yeah i was in panic mode but not like <gasps> like that because there was too much pain but i was not in faith and i started to step over into that unbelieving soul but after i came home from the hospital i started to fine-tune even more and just ask him okay okay What's up with that health and healing? How do I receive my health and healing? I got the revelation that I was already healed. If you don't have that, it's difficult to, to hear me or to listen. You, you will get irritated. You will say, I don't like this girl, Cindy, because she's always saying, yeah, you already have it. Healing is available. It's already done to you. It's 2,000 years ago. I'm just speaking the truth. It's not. I'm not lying. You can find it out in the word. When Jesus said, it is finished, it was finished. By his stripes, you were healed. 
by his stripes you were healed. Well, the moment I had that revelation, like I received it as, wait a minute, that's true. It made everything easier because it took the sting out of everything. That's why it's so difficult for people. They have the pain. They still cannot see with their eyes or still cannot hear or still their heart is beating like irregularly or whatever the, the, the case may be. Or they still have the emotional wounds or whatever it is, the mental illness. And that's what they are focused on. But I, I have sessions on, don't focus on that, focus on the word. But they say, no, but you don't understand, Cindy, my body. So they bring it back to the natural again. And then I, I will say, no, but you have to be spiritually minded, be word minded. It will bring you life and peace. And then they will say, no, but you don't understand the pain is heavy right now. You don't understand it's been 10 years. You don't understand it's been 20, 30, 40, 50 years. You don't understand how much I've been hurt in the past. That's why I have that emotional wound. And that's my process, Cindy. I understand, but you're old. You, you keep on bringing it back to the natural. So now I want to bring you back to the spiritual and show you from the word how you can receive your own miracle, your own health and healing. And not by my experience, I did this. I just did what the word told me to do. Stop being afraid. I have not given you that that's what I made of it. I have not given you a spirit of fear, Cindy. Okay. Then I have to get rid of that fear. Oh, wait a minute. There's a second sentence. I have given you a spirit of power, of love, and of a sound mind. If I have a sound mind, I have a clear mind. So what will I do then? I will stop fearing. And then people go, yeah, but how do you do that? I did it with the word. So the first things first, stop fearing, stop stressing, stop anxiety, stop the, all those, do not weep. Stop the weeping. If it comes from, oh, woe me, and no one knows me, and no one thinks about me, and no one prays for me, I got no one to help me, I got no one, please, 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 pray, pray, pray. Do not weep, stop that then. Here, it tells us. How did I do that? I took the scriptures, that talked about that I didn't have to be afraid, you know, and where it talked about that boldness, where it talked about the authority that I had, when I talked about who I was in Christ. I took all those scriptures. I started speaking them out of my mouth. I started doing exactly what the word told me to do, just like this mother. So I just started to take the word and apply it to my situation. Now, when I see 2 Corinthians 10 from verse 3, the weapons of our warfare, they're not carnal, but mighty through God, so mighty through the word, for the pulling down of strongholds. And every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, I can just, you know, I can cast that down. I can take captive, you know, the thoughts. I just started doing that. I became a doer of the word, just like that mother. And by doing that and taking those two essential things, how I was 
viewing things, seeing things, looking at what, what was I looking at? What was my imagination like? What was I seeing on the inside? And my words, I changed them. And I just said, Jesus, then you, I will not lean on my own understanding no more. Proverbs 3. But in all my ways, I acknowledge you. Now, the Bible is, it's all connected. Every Bible first. Every Bible first in the Old Testament has an, uh, its connection in the New Testament. I lean not on my own understanding, the way I want to think, the way the world thinks, the way I was brought up and all those type of things. But now I acknowledge you in all my ways. Philemon 1.6. I acknowledge all the good things that I have in Christ on the inside of me. I acknowledge I got the help. I acknowledge I got the divine health. I acknowledge I got my miracle on the inside. I acknowledge I got the strength. I acknowledge I got the sound mind. You see, and acknowledging is just, I'm just believing that it is true that I have these things. Even though my natural circumstances or experience are saying, no, you got pain. No. You got symptoms. No, you got even worse than worse. But now he can direct my paths. Proverbs 3. And here's the, here's the thing. I just started doing what the word told me to do. These essential things that I'm teaching on. I just started really doing the word. I got out of fear by binding that fear. Well, yeah, Matthew 16 and, uh, from 18, Matthew 18, 18 tells me that I have the authority to bind. Whatever I bind on earth is bound in heaven. I have the authority to loose. Whatever I loose, it's loosed in heaven. You know, it, it, it's loose in heaven and also on earth. So I was binding that fear. I was taking those thoughts of fear captive. I started to now weep. If we bring it back to Luke 7. And then... I just did what Jesus did. Okay, Jesus, be greater than me. Greater are you who is on the inside of me than he was in the world. Greater is the health and the healing on the inside of me than the sickness, disease, or pain that is from the world because that pain was not from my Papa God. He has never given us sickness or disease. So the deal is why a lot of people don't see their healing manifestation physically or come into natural existence or it gets worse or you're speaking in authority, nothing is helping. Are you really speaking in authority or are you speaking in fear? There are a lot of people, they say, yeah, I don't understand. I spoke Psalms 91 and still so-and-so happened in my life. Yeah. Because a lot of times people take Psalms 91 as a, a lucky charm. You know, they take it. I don't have something here. Let me just take something here. For instance, this is uh, just taking something. This box. And they take it like, just, just picture that this is Psalms 91. Okay. I come and dwell in the secret place of the Most High. I come and abide on the shadow of the Mighty. Oh, it's gone. Oh, oh Lord. Oh, you is my refuge, you is my fortress, and <laughs> my God, I trust. Sure, you will deliver me from the sound of follow from the perilous pestilence. Oh, you come with your friend on to bring something. It's like a lucky charm. But it's not a lucky charm, it's the word. If I speak this in fear, that fear is there. 
somewhere, if I just want to receive that word, acknowledge that word, that fear can subside and get out. So I can say, well, I'm not going to speak Psalms 91 in fear. I'm going to speak it in faith. I'm going to speak Psalms 91 and acknowledge that it does what you told what you told me in it. That I see, I dwell in that secret place of the Most High God. And then I see myself in that secret place. Ooh, I, I you know, I'm under the shadow of the Almighty. And I say of you, Lord. And I always say, you is my refuge. You is my fortress. You is my God and you'll put my trust. I know the is, it's not grammatically right, but that's how I say it. Surely, I'm so sure that you deliver me from the snare of the fowler. There's no fear in that. So, because he told me, I have not given you spirit of fear. So I'm not going to speak the word in fear. And there are people, they will say, yeah, but. Oh, man, it's a difficult thing. It's so much to do. What more should I do? I'm not telling you that you need to do more. I'm not telling you that if you don't do this, then nothing will happen. I'm showing you the word. And I'm showing you the essentials from the word for your health, your healing, for it to come into physical manifestation, for you to receive your miracle. It's not my choice. It's your choice. I'm just showing you from the word. I'm not saying you, you go and do more. You confess more. No, you don't have to be like me. I'm just like that. I'm a crazy thinker. I'm a, if, I, if I know Thanksgiving, man, it, it just takes my focus away from the pain and from the distance. I will thank him like from morning, noon, and night because I'm just doing the word. Isn't that what the word tells me? If it tells me in Psalms 100 to bring him a gift of laughter, I will bring him a gift of laughter. If, if it tells me, bless the Lord, oh, my soul, I tell my soul to bless the Lord. I'm just doing the word. Th that's all. And what I'm teaching is you can do that as well. If I can do it in the midst of the most painful situations, uh, uh, disease, symptoms, and all those type of things, you can do it as well. Because it was not that I was stronger. No. I just saw the word. Oh, that's what you've been telling me all along. I don't have to be afraid. Oh, wait a minute. You took my infirmities. Mm -hmm. So now that I know that, I'm going to, I'm going to apply that when the devil comes and tells me, Cindy, you will never, ever get out of that. Uh, get out of that. I mean, uh, out of the sickness or disease or the pain. Firstly, I would think, why is he talking to me? How dare you talk to me? Why am I doing like that? Because on the inside, there's this boldness rising up because now I, I have the word. So I'm like, what? You're talking to me? Well, the Bible told me that the voice of a stranger, I should not even follow. Why would I let him speak? And I will rebuke him. I would just say, Satan, I rebuke you. I, and I'm not going to, I'm going to say differently. I commend your tongue. Shut up in the name of Jesus. <laughs> According to Psalms 8. You know, because I had word for it. And I had a revelation that, hey, he is a thief, John 10, 10. He came to steal, kill, and destroy my body, 
my life and every other child around me. I didn't want to let that happen. So I'm, I just decided I'm going to do the essential things of the word and receive my miracle. That's the reason I received. I say it's my miracle. It, it wasn't a miracle like, Poop, there it is. No, it was a miracle for me because I didn't even know when the pain stopped. I wasn't focused on that. And was that because I didn't have a lot of pain because I took the morphine, so I didn't really feel the pain? No, I quit my medication cold turkey. I felt the pain. Tears would just, boom, you know, just out of my eyes because it was, I was just, it was hurtful. It was terrible. It was, I, sometimes I cannot even describe it. It was terrible. And it's just, I'm just taking one piece out. I'm just taking the pain out. I'm not talking about the rest. But how come that I, I received that healing into physical manifestation? That is what I'm talking about. I changed the way I was looking, seeing, not just here, but also here on the inside. I changed the way I was speaking. I just totally surrendered to the Lord. Whatever he told me. And it, there was not an audible voice. Cindy, you stand up right now and you go left. No, it was whatever the Lord told me to do. I was submitted to, I was submitting to the word. And when you do that, you do what the word tells you to. Do not weep. Well, if I was weeping like, ah, I will stop. <laughs> okay. Okay. I will not weep. I will wipe my tears away. Why should I weep? You know, I would, if it was me, I would also have done that. The word is talking to me. And when he tells me to submit to the word, you know, I submit to God, I submit to the word, and then I resist the devil. If I don't submit to the word and start resisting the devil, guess what? It, he will come and just like, you know, because he's like, you're not even submitting to the word. So I can do whatever I want with you. You're, you think you're resisting, but I'll get you because I'm not doing the word. I'm not following the word. I just needed to do the essential things. And that's, everyone needs to do that, you know, because it's the word. We got the Bible. Now, I'm going to stop here because I'm looking at the time and I'm just going to check. And it's not, there is no condemnation, Romans 8.1. Everyone can be on a different place and space, you know. It's according to our faith. So if my faith is here, you know, don't don't stop your medications. For instance, you do what Holy Spirit tells you to do. People get in trouble because they think, no, I'm not going to the doctors. No, I'm not. I'm going to stay here. Did Holy Spirit tell you that? Do you are you really in faith here or are you in fear? I, 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 I don't understand why, why people are not honest to themselves. I needed to be honest. Otherwise, I wouldn't even have been here. Holy Spirit told me, you go to the hospital. You're not in faith. You're in, you're in uh, panic. Okay, I went. I went. And I had a life-saving operation that night. You know? So 
that's why I always say check yourself. Be honest. What is what where do you feel the peace of God rule in your heart? To stop your medication? Do you feel the peace? Then you do what the Holy Spirit tells you to do. But if you don't feel that, then don't do it. But you can do the word. That is just something entirely different. You can do the word. What does it say? Check every single word from that Bible first and then do it. Terry, listen to this again. Yes, and it is vital. It is so vital. Janet, great to see you. Say the scripture about fear and eat them until it becomes life. And that's it. That is it. That's so good of you, Joan. Because that, that's the deal. And there are people, they will still stay in stress. They keep the worry. They keep the envy and the strife. They keep the hatred. They keep, if you keep that, it will block the flow. It's not that Papa God doesn't want to heal you. And I'm, I'm speaking about these things, but it can just be that Papa God told me, you know, don't eat too much pepper. Maybe he told me that. But it may not be for you. But those are uh, uh, different type of things. But the word is what we all have. We all have that word. Debbie says, it's hard to not worry or fear when there are many, many scary symptoms. Yeah, because you're looking at the natural. That's what I was just talking about. People always drag it back to the natural. Yeah, but natural circumstances. Yeah, but natural experiences. Yeah, but so-and-so died. Yeah, but, you know, dragging it into the natural why not drag it into the spiritual? Drag that those symptoms, those scary, scary symptoms into the word and say, hey, what does the word say about it? Boom, and then you take that word to say, wait a minute. How can you be scary while I got the greater one living on the inside of me? How can I be scared of anything? Because you told me here in your word, do not be afraid. Well, then, Holy Spirit, can you help me? To not be afraid? Can you help me to not look at the symptoms as being scary, but look at the symptoms as the losers that they are because the symptoms are defeated, folks. You told me already in Colossians that these symptoms are defeated by the Lord Jesus. And now I am more than a victor. I am more than a champion. I'm not more than a hero over these symptoms. When you do, when you speak like that, when you drag it into the spirit and say, no. Something will happen and it will not even be hard. And if you keep on saying it's hard, you will have what you say. Let me see if I'm missing it somewhere. Sorry. Um, I believe he healed me. I've been asking to speak to me if I'm missing it somewhere. Well, that's a good thing. I did that because I was fine tuning. Like what was, is there something that I did not, uh, not, not do right, but is there something I overlooked? And it can be, you know, let me point it like this, because I was like thinking in pictures. One day I was vacuuming and I was thinking, wait a minute, this vacuum is not working properly, but it's not like a, it's an old vacuum cleaner. So I just saw that it was not like I could hear it, but it was not taking uh, all the, the dirt from the ground. And I have a dog, so those hairs need to get into the vacuum cleaner. So what did I do? I stopped the vacuum cleaner. I started checking. Uh, okay, is the bag full? The bag didn't look full. Okay, is this? I was checking. I was 
you know, pulling it apart, looking, going into it with uh, like like this um, um, long thing, checking if something was wrong. I was convinced that something was on the inside blocking it, blah, blah, blah. There was nothing there. And I was, I was like, hey. And then I just asked Holy Spirit, okay, Holy Spirit, what did I miss? Because I need my vacuum cleaner with this dog. I need it. And then he said, check the bag again. I said, but I checked the bag. You see, woman of faith. And I just asked Holy Spirit. And I checked the bag again. I took the, the bag that was in it out. It didn't look full. I took it out. I placed a new one in. And the thing was working perfectly. And I said to him, and I said to him, I said, and this is how, uh, this, this is what happened. What happens when people do not receive their health or healing. We're talking about health and healing, but it can be anything. And they think it's you. They think you don't want to give it. Or they think it's them. I didn't do a good job. I didn't. You know, uh, everything is them. But it's just there can be something that we are overlooking. So, yeah. Just ask him and I just speak that you will get your answer. If there's nothing, there's nothing. I'm reminded of the healing journey of this little boy. I just love that healing journey. The little boy who has eczema, I, I really don't know the names. And they were praying against the eczema. They were taking their authority, knowing that they already had it. You know, the, the parents, they were so, the mom was just, you know, worn out, you know, still crying while she was doing the healing journeys like, it was terrible. He would scratch and, and there was blood in the bed. And when people saw him, you know, those type of things. And and I know that the, the father said he went to Andrew because I think he worked for Andrew. He said, yeah, I, I know. What are we doing wrong? You know, I don't know. But is God punishing our child for what we do not know? But that was not the case. Why would Papa God do that? He is love. He loves the children. He loves the parents. He already gave the healing. So Andrew would always uh, tell him, rest in the Lord, rest in the Lord, you know, like what, what? And then one day the, the father, he was si uh, sitting, I think it was in front of his garage on a, maybe a rocking chair and the children were playing. And all of a sudden he said, well, you know, I I'm also paraphrasing. So if I say certain things not right, you just go and check that healing journey for yourself. And he was like, I really don't know anymore what to do because we did everything, you know, and he started praying in tongues because praying in tongues, and uh, it also tells us you can ask for the translation. So he's praying in tongues and all of a sudden he had this notion, pray for his heart. He did that. Now, the next day, you know, he came home and he said that the little boy's feet were always cold. So he came and he took the boy's feet, but they were warm. So he asked the mom, he said, did he just have on socks? But even with socks, it, the feet would never get uh, um, warm. And she said, no. And then he started to heal up. And what was the difficulty? There was something with his heart. So sometimes we can pray for something, but there's something we overlook. So we can just pray in tongues, ask for the translation and ask Holy Spirit for wisdom. Show me, show me what to do. In my case, I had three operation in operations in total. Before I made a decision, hey, wait a minute, let me find you. So 
Yeah. Let me see. Um, if someone has like a, a question. Hey, Kari. Hello, Cindy. My mother is ill with COVID in the hospital, praying for complete uh, healing, I think, for her and peace for myself. Yeah, well, the first thing, first thing first, you in peace. This is what I, I always tell people. If you're not in peace, how can the God of peace work through you? So you are the one going to your mom so you can lay hands on your mom, you know, and say in the name of Jesus, I bind you COVID. And every COVID cell, I command you to get out. If I'm not in peace, I cannot do that because that's not faith. I'm not in peace. So right now I speak in the name of Jesus and you can speak it after me when you go to your mom. You know, if you're allowed to be there in the room and then you lay your hands and you speak those words. I speak in the name of Jesus. I curse COVID in Jesus name. Every single COVID cell, I command you die. COVID, you cannot dominate her body in the name of Jesus no more because now Jesus is speaking. We are speaking life. And I bless the body of your mother in the name of Jesus right now. I bless it with strength. I bless it with health. I bless it with the life, the resurrection life in the name of Jesus. And I command that to physically manifest in Jesus' name. Thank you, Papa God, for healing her mom. Tammy says, please pray for recurring diverticulitis to go pain is severe i believe i'm healed and speaking and thanking need agreement so i can eat again lost too much weight and the fasting is causing afib well first things first i still bind the fear it, maybe you will say but cindy i never talked about fear yes but this is what i'm getting from holy spirit if i'm wrong then i'm wrong but holy spirit is never wrong but I bind that fear. Fear, I bind you in the name of Jesus right now. And I speak peace to you, Tammy, in the name of Jesus right now. I speak your body in peace. Whatever happened that caused this diverticulitis, uh, uh, re re reoccurring diverticulitis or the pain, the severity of the pain, the pain is a loser, no matter how severe it is. It's not from Papa God. So I bind that pain in Jesus' name. Severe pain, I bind you right now. I command you stop in Jesus' name. Now, that diverticulitis, I command you curse and die, wither away, shrivel, shrink, fail, fall in Jesus' name. Stop rooting, stop breathing in Jesus' name right now. And whatever the AFib is, I command that to go as well. But that uh, you lost the weight, I speak your weight back again. And you just write down what your uh, um, what what the weight is that you want to have. And then you say, I thank you that I am, or I'm very happy that I have, uh, that I am weighing, no, 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 no. You know, like that. Because I command it all back in your body, in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Z, please pray for my mom in hospital with bone marrow cancer. Need revelation from the Holy Spirit. Well, that's the thing because here's the deal. I just speak that you get that revelation from Holy Spirit that when you lay hands on the sick, they will recover. That when you 
you got that power of health and healing on the inside. You can give that to your mom. You can go to the hospital and you can heal the sick. That's you got the word for it. So I speak of boldness and I speak a revelation from Holy Spirit that shows you that you can do that. What if we all start believing the word and then we all stand up and pray for others? Man, this that would be so great. So Z, in the name of Jesus, that bone marrow cancer, I cursed it already because I can, I, I, see, my, I see my mind that I already prayed for that. That cancer is cursed. It's a liar. So I curse it and I curse it and I curse it and I command it, get out and die. And I also bind the fear in your mom in Jesus' name. There's a fear and there's a worry. And I bind that in Jesus' name. Thank you, Papa God, for everything that you're doing. Um, amen. Thank you so much, Stella. Thank you so much. Thank you, Tammy. Tammy, you are the healed. You are the healed. Satan is trying to rob you of that health. You see, Satan wants that. He wants you to doubt the word. He wants you in pain. Not Papa God. Papa God said, no, I've given you her health and healing. You are the healed. Very proud. I am the healed in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. And Jill says, you're a blessing, Cindy. Is there a prayer line for healing journeys today? Please pray for Patricia against bladder cancer, a deliverance too. Well, uh, uh, to answer your first question, Jeremiah class, he has, um, uh, how do you say that? You can, uh, my goodness, Cindy. You can phone him <laughs> um, because that's what he's doing. Then there's Andrew Womack's, um, he has the prayer line as well. Um, but for us, there's not really a prayer line so uh, that you can call. But Jeremiah and Andrew Womack. And uh, right now, I just speak in the name of Jesus that Patricia's body, I, I, I just commanded blessed. I commanded body alive. I commanded bladder. I commanded whole. Because cancer, you're dead. I curse you with my words in Jesus' name. I speak death to you in Jesus' name. And I speak that this is going to be a great testimony in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. So uh, let me see. Oh, I'm over time. Amen. Yeah, I like that, Carrie. Or Carrie, or Carrie. It's so beautiful. We shall return with a testimony. Yes, that's it. I just love that. I just love that when people are so bold. Just love that. Let me see. Hello, um, yes, you come back with a healing crystal. I love how you said that surrender is what changed your life. That is what I was thinking I was doing, but I totally wasn't. What a revelation. You see, man, I... I I know this. I've been there, so I know. I really thought that I was, I had a great relationship with Papa God, Jesus, and Holy Spirit. I was in the Word, but a total surrender. And because of that total surrender, I could do the Word, what it was telling me. So great that that's a revelation to you. I just speak the revelation just sticks to you like glue. And then you just walk out that Word, and man, 
that you have the greatest testimony ever in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Blessings to you, Crystal. Um, oh, now, now I see what you're saying. <laughs> um, hey, Kingdom Living Without Limits. They're so great. Uh, James and Rachel. It is that fear of death that Hebrews talks about that undermines faith so often. And that's the truth. That's the truth. I, I was on a three-day seminar and, well, time cons consuming. And uh, there was this, this girl and she said, well, my mom was in the hospital a few years back and it was so suddenly. And I started to being afraid of death. And I was thinking about, she wasn't talking to me. I just passed by and I heard that. And I was like, and that, that is exactly what happens, that fear, that fear. The first things that came in Genesis after they ate of that forbidden fruit, they were afraid. Adam said to Papa God, I was afraid. Fear. Uh, let me see. Susan, always good to hear from someone who has been through the same experience, persevered, and was victorious. Testimonies are faith builders. Yes, and, and that's it. That, that's why I'm teaching these things, you know. Hallelujah. Uh, let me see. Total surrender and do the word. That's right, Suja. How did you totally surrender? Well, the thing was, I surrendered my, my mouth, my lips, and my tongue. Because I, while I was fine-tuning, like, you know, like with the, the vacuum cleaner, just taking everything apart, I was doing the same thing with me. Hey, Cindy, where are you overlooking something? And I was like, what comes out of my mouth? I wasn't someone, you know, given to gossip. I wasn't someone just like getting into jealousy, envy, strife, all those type of things, you know. I was already confessing the word. I was already studying the word. But I noticed that my self-talk, what I was talking here, was not always lining up with the word. So I, I come from a position where I didn't like myself, didn't love myself, I wasn't loved, you know, all those type of things. So they formed this image on the inside of me that, uh, and sometimes it would slip out of my mouth. I would think things like, yeah, it always happens for someone else and not for me. Oh yeah. They will probably not choose me. You know, you know, those type of things. And so I was not thinking, I was not speaking sickness or disease. I was, I never talked about cancer, like never thought about that and, um, or pain or whatever. But I was saying those type of things. I was negative on the inside. So if you're negative on the inside, it will come out somewhere. So when the when it got very rough in my life, I started to become a, a little bit, my mouth would say things I would be like, hmm, strange that I would say that. It was It was not lining up with the word. But I was speaking the word. And... I had to surrender and say, I decide and I choose the word. So me and my seed will live. I'm going to only speak the word. Health and healing is in my words. My tongue is choice silver. You know, my lips feed many. I would speak those words from Proverbs. I just made a decision and I said, I will only speak the word or in line with the word of God. And then when I saw that Papa God, after everything that he made, you know, with his words, he said, and it was good. And with us, it was very good. I said, okay, if I place after every sentence and it was very good, that is like, you know, 
I need to use that. So if I was talking and I would say like, yeah, but it probably won't happen for me. And it's very good. Mm -mm -mm. I just didn't let it come out of my mouth. So that's how I surrendered my mouth, my tongue, my lips. And I also surrendered my heart and my mind. Now, what is in our mind? Our perception, our uh, memory, our um, intellect, understanding, feelings, emotions, you know, all those type of things. Imagination is there. All those type of things are there. Belief systems. And I was just, it was like I was looking at my own heart, my mind. Did I really, did I really surrender everything to the Lord? Or am I keeping somewhere something? And I saw that in my imagination, I could sometimes in my imagination, in my perception, in my perception, I was not always perceiving things from the word's view, but from the world's view. And that had nothing to do with sickness and disease, but still. And then I saw that my imagination could be wrong, just like off. Like, but that's not a good imagination. So I started to surrender my mind and my heart also to the Lord. So that's that's what I did. Then I started speaking to my soul, my mind, my heart, my mouth, my tongue. I said, listen to, listen to me, lips. You feed many in Jesus' name. And listen to me, tongue. We love the words of life. According to Proverbs 18, 21, and I'm talking to your heart. I command you untroubled, unperturbed, undisturbed in the name of Jesus. What soul? You want to talk to me? You want to tell me that we are disturbed? You know, I would be like that. That makes me crazy. But I just did the word and that's how I surrendered. So let me see. Uh, because I, I have to go. I hope it answers your question, uh, Janet. Grace, it always seems like I'm not worshiping right. Though I'm praising Lord throughout day and even in services, it bothers me. And also with adjusting my schedule, if a day, if a day I get up later to rest, like it's flesh. Okay, but that's condemnation if I if I'm reading it right. I've been pressing into praying in tongues more and her teaching on being sure, turning to my heart, not head, but tongues is from heart, from spirit. So now it gets to me. But the Holy Spirit is a teacher. Well, uh, first things first, stop the condemnation. Just, just stop. Because just take Romans 8, 1. There is therefore now no condemnation for you because you're in Christ Jesus. Just stop condemning yourself. Because condemnation, it will kill you. And people, they don't believe that. It will kill you. So stop the condemnation. Secondly, just do what Holy Spirit tells you to do. I can tell you every single day you go for 40 hours and you read the word and you confess the word. Yeah. Well, no. What does Holy Spirit tells you to do? I got a program. I'm working on it. So it's not out yet. But it's like, hey, what what can you do in your schedule? I'm just someone I will get up earlier, you know, four o'clock, five o'clock. If I want to be hours in the word, that's what I will do. But do you know that you can praise the Lord by saying, I love you. I love you, Papa. You know, that's one of the highest forms of praise. And I just said, I love you, Papa. While I said that, I saw Papa's face, you know, lighting up. So, we can make it very difficult for ourselves or we can make it just like, okay, Holy Spirit, what are you telling me? 
I'm just a teacher telling you what I did, but it's from the word, but I always did it in line with Holy Spirit. He is my BFFF, my best favorite friend forever. He is my teacher. So speaking in tongues, it is good because now your spirit man, you know, it's just praying. But it's also your rest and your refreshing. You can talk, uh, it edifies yourself. You're speaking with Papa God, your PIP, you know, heavenly language with Papa. You know, it keeps you in, in the, in the, uh, it builds you up on your most holy faith, keeps you in the love of God. You know, when I'm tired and, and in more, more than this, uh, you give things well, you can ask for the translation. So tongues is so vital. These three day seminar that I had, I had to get up early. I had to drive like long <laughs> and then also, you know, back a long drive. And it can get to you if you go and sleep late because when you come home, it's late and up. Blah, blah, blah. But what do I do? I do the word. So I go like, okay, spirit man, you're in control. So right now, body, you stop the tiredness don't need you right now so better get the stepping i speak body your strength what am i doing i'm speaking in tongues i know when i'm speaking in tongues i'm edifying myself i'm building myself up on my most holy faith so speaking in tongues you can do it morning noon, night whenever you want to doesn't matter so first things first get out of condemnation keep on speaking in tongues praising the lord even I love you, Papa. I love you, Jesus. Or, or I just, I just think you're so worthy, Jesus. You know, sometimes when I praise Him, I I use normal words, and sometimes I'm just like, you know, you know, praising Him. But you're so magnificent, magnificent. But sometimes I'm like, I say, Papa, I'm so proud of you. Yeah, I just want to say that, Papa God, I'm so proud of you. <laughs> you know, like that. Or I just say, tell Holy Spirit, I, I'm getting tears in my eyes. Uh, or Holy Spirit, I just tell him, I said, thank you so much that you were with me the whole day. Thank you. Just thank you. That's also praise and worship. So, amen. Everyone, <laughs> thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, everyone, for saying that eye-opening. And that's our Papa God. Oh, man, Karen, thank you so much for saying that. Well, guys, I'm really over time. And thank you so much for, you know, tuning in, for all your support to Healing Journeys today. Thank you so much, guys. You have no idea how much we just, we love you. You know, we just want to see you all healed. We want to hear every single testimony. So our heart is really for you, you know. Man, thank you so much. And we're so proud of you as well because, Every single week you're tuning in, watching, you want to learn, you know, man, we're so proud of you as well. <laughs> and right now, before signing off, I just want to bless you all with the health and the healing that's already on the inside of you. I command it to bubble up on the inside of you and come out, come over your lips, come through your pores. In the name of Jesus, I command the help, the healing, the restoration, the creative miracles, the miracles in your bodies. I command them to physically manifest in the name of Jesus now. Now, because now is the appointed time. Now, it's now in Jesus' name because it's already done. And I'm going to say bye-bye. Love you so much. And man, you are the healed. Wear that proudly.
Yes, love you so much. We hope you got some great nuggets of wisdom out of that teaching. Thank you for listening to the Healing Journeys Today podcast. And don't forget, you can find us live on Facebook and YouTube seven days a week. If you would like to donate, please go to www.healingjourneystoday.com. Isaiah 53.5 says, And by His stripes, we are healed. God bless you.